fan of reunion. This is Don Jackson, aka DJ, and we are in for a treat today. We have cousin Charmaine. Charmaine, how you doing? Hey, DJ, I'm well. I am well this Saturday afternoon. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Also, cousin Dr. Marla McRae, how are you doing? What's happening? Hey, family. Hey, cuz. Uh, hey, how I'm you doing? <laughs> DJ. Now, yes, ma'am. This is episode five, and I'm really excited about this one. Okay, I'm glad you're excited. Do you mind introducing our guest for today? Can we talk about oh, the Oh, wow. Name? With, with thank name? you. Yeah. Oh, We're going to okay. welcome everyone to um, the Man Cave edition of the Family Reunion because episode five, we have two special guests with us. The first one is William Uncle Mickey Jackson. Good afternoon, Uncle Mickey. Well, good afternoon. Niece, how are you? Oh, I am well. How are you? Great. I'm doing great. I'm sitting in my man cave for my man cave uh, podcast. Yes, <laughs> Uncle Mickey. That's what's called being prepared. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And our next special guest we have with us um, this afternoon, cousins, is Paul Uncle Buddy Jackson. Hi, Uncle Buddy. Um, I'm doing well, nieces and nephew. Hey, Uncle Buddy. <laughs> Look great. We are so happy to have you all on uh, the Family Reunion podcast. Uh, and, uh, you know, family is so important to us. And so we just um, will just jump right in into some of the discussions. What you say about that, DJ and Marla? I think that's perfect. Sounds great to me. Sounds great to me. So I guess we'll start off with Uncle Mickey. Uncle Mickey, what what number are you? I guess start off with a little introduction, letting everyone know <laughs> what what number Jackson uh, you are, and then we'll let Uncle Buddy do his introduction. Okay, my number in the family is number eight. I'm actually the second son. I have an older brother uh, who's five years older than I am, and uh, okay. He got all the attention from the girls when he was born. And then when I was born, I was named officially William Van Jackson. My middle name is named after my Dr. Van Meter, who delivered to me. And oh, so, uh, wow. Still, and, oh, I uh, didn't know that. But very shortly after that, uh, one of my older sisters said, look at that tiny baby with those big Mickey Mouse ears. Oh. And that name has stuck with me, Mickey, for 75 years now. <laughs> wow. That's a, do, okay, Uncle Mickey, so, which, right. sister, exactly. which sister gave you that nickname? That's what we need to know. Spill the I, I think it was Aunt Loisy. She was. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That sounds like her. It does. <laughs> <laughs> now. Uncle Bud, Uncle Uncle Paul Jackson, what um, number are you? I guess you can do your introduction now. Well, I'm number 10, but I often refer to myself as number 11 because my dad had a son prior to marrying my mom. So I'm, I look at this as a family of 13, not a family of 12. Okay. Okay. 
Now, how did you get your nickname? Uh, My nickname, my nickname was 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 tattooed on me from birth, from Wheezy, Charmaine and Deke's mother, uh, Frances Jackson, and I don't know why she called me Buddy, but Buddy (laughs) stuck with me until I graduated from Marshall University and took my first gainful employment with Ashland Oil, and everybody knew me as Paul. But I answered the both. Oh, well, that's funny. Sisters I didn't know that. I knew this was going to be rich because we're going to have some good stories. I never knew that. <laughs> never, mm. knew, never knew those stories. I believe Wait, my time that, um, that Uncle Buddy used to always come up to everybody and say, you know, so would you be my buddy? Would you be my friend? <laughs> you know, I don't know. You know, Buddy was just every you no know, nobody ever uh mocked at the name Buddy. You know, they look call me Buddy like they call me Paul now, and I just get answered either one of them. I know if somebody uh, calls me Buddy was from birth to West college, and anybody uh-huh. calls me Paul has have to met me after I left Marshall University. So at Marshall, they called you uh, Buddy, too? Yes. That's funny. That's interesting. So tell me, okay, so Uncle Mickey, I'm going to start with you. Okay. So was Gilbert Street the only home you all knew? Uh, Yes. Yes, it was. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So tell me, what are your um, fondest memories of living on Gilbert Street? Well, it was uh, a close-knit community where so many friends uh, lived nearby, uh, not only on Gilbert Street, but down Union Street. And uh, we all played together, and we were there for each other. Uh, but I especially remember the, uh, the close relationship that we had uh, as a family. You know, our parents gave us the gift of uh, each other, and we... As sisters and brothers had to look out and take care of each other, watch out for each other, comfort each other during all types of uh, uh, of challenges, and uh, we uh, we just uh, we grew up that way, and we remain that way uh, even today. That's what I'm so proud of. So, how was it living in? So, okay. Family legacy says that your mother used to have these like talks. One talks with the set of the girls and one talk set of talks with the boys. Is that true? Do you remember those conversations you had with her? Uh, no, I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> it could be just family. You know how stories and family just spiral because, you know, people say this or that. But... um. That's funny. So what do you remember about your mother? Oh, I remember how close we were. We uh, Growing up, I was very active in all types of activities, uh, beginning even from elementary school. Uh, we played uh, basketball, football, baseball uh, during recess. And, uh, and then as I moved on into high school, I remember her telling me that uh, I didn't have to worry about eating, you know, with 12 kids in the household she always had something for eat for me after i got home from practice and you know wow. I practice uh the food could have been gone but because of her i was able to 
continue to grow and stay strong and uh, participate in sports. Now, you, you tell them the reason why mama saved the plate for you. Yeah, tell that story. <laughs> Uh-oh, sound like Uncle Mickey might be missing I, something. No. <laughs> <laughs> that story. <laughs> well, my opinion, I think she saved it because she loved me. <laughs> and she knew that. Uncle Buddy, what your comments? <laughs> what's your what's your version of the story why Uncle Mickey got a plate after practice? Practice. We all had meals, but he had a usually a special meal. <laughs> yeah. And why did he have a special meal? Because of his bones. Dr. Vadmeter <laughs> said he needed, you know, like calcium and vitamin D and all that stuff. Uh-huh. That that he needed to maintain his strength. So that's why at least that's what they told us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that was maybe they were just telling y'all that so y'all wouldn't just eat up all his so food. So y'all wouldn't eat his food. <laughs> <laughs> True. No, because Mama would fix a So she probably said, no, nah, this is special for Mickey because he need to grow. Right. But really, she was saying she, she didn't want say. all y'all be eating up the food for her son. Exactly. We couldn't touch it either. <laughs> I don't know where it was stored at, but we didn't touch it. I got some good food, too, because she worked at the, uh, part-time at the Hilltop Hotel and uh, worked at Stewart College as a cook, so... You know, I got introduced to steaks at a very early age. <laughs> I tried to put on some weight, but I managed to get to 165 pounds as a high school uh, football player. That's why. And what are your memories are about your father? Oh, he was stern, uh, uh, a, a, a steady worker. I mean, he was always going to work, always had something to do. Not only did he work full time at the uh, stone uh, factory there in Halltown, he he had a horse and uh, he plowed gardens and uh, we planted gardens and he plowed gardens for other people. And one of my uh, duties was to take care of that horse, take it out and uh, to the field and uh, put the chain on it during the day and then bring it into the barn at night. Wow. So, Uncle Mickey, how was it living in the house with all those girls, my lord? Hectic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, uh, I, I, I remember just uh, the biggest challenge that I had was my sister, who we called Teeny, but she was an evil little Teeny. Uh, <laughs> I still I still have a scar on my arm where I was I was uh, teasing her while she was ironing clothes, and I got that mark still on my arm today. Don't play with her teeny. It was an accident. She didn't mean. She just overreacted to something that I was doing to her. She just overreacted. Overreacted. Moved the arm close to my arm. <laughs> that's funny that's funny so uncle buddy i want to hear about so what are your uh, memories of your mother what memories well, do I you have you what, i was i was quote unquote a mama's baby meaning that uh my mother took me shopping with her every saturday and we went to three different grocery stores in charlestown one in hoppers ferry and i had the pleasure of trying to stretch the money that daddy gave her to shop for us for the week so we, I used to look forward to that. 
and then I had the pleasure of growing up in two households. Uh, at the age of 10, my mother took me to Aunt Ad. Aunt Ad is her baby sister who raised Karen as a baby, Karen Jackson, mm-hmm. my baby sister. And my mother took me to her. She said she took me to her because she had personal issues and she needed a child that may settle her down. So I can remember that vividly going out to that farm and me as 10 years of age. And I, I was there until I graduated from the eighth grade. And that's another story that will come along with this uh, podcast. So you lived, you actually lived out there? I actually did. I lived there for five years. I would have been the a black farmer if that white owner of that farm had showed me how to ownership. He showed me everything about a farm. It was a 150 uh, cows we milked twice a day. We had over 800 acres of farm that we farmed. And he had two other people along with my uncle that worked on the farm. So my first paycheck was $25 a week. And I worked from sun up to sundown. Wow. Six days a week. And I loved every minute of it. Wow. But you know, so, I think that I think that says a lot too, Uncle Buddy, about your mom and our grandmother that, you know, she would say, I or she spoke a lot, thought a lot about you to say you as a ten year old would be able to be a calming spirit yeah. for <laughs> it was, you know what I mean? And, and, and Ed is a separate a story. Boy. I can talk about that, Ed. That's a separate story. She was she had the heart of gold. Beautiful like woman. No man had better get in her face because she would knock him down like she would. And, wow. But she had the heart of gold. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, Uncle Buddy, what are your um? And I, I think we're gonna explore that because I don't think I really knew that story. I knew that I didn't know you actually lived. So, what so are your thoughts? I said the we're gonna. What Sherman is when you came to Buffalo and I introduced you to a garden. You should have asked me why. How did I know about a garden? Because Mickey and I can tell you, Daddy had a big garden. Oh yeah, Mickey and I had the pleasure of, of plowing the fields with those horses, and and taking care of the garden. But when I moved to the farm, and Ed had a even a better garden, and that's where Donnie, which is DJ's father and Kristen's father, Donnie didn't want to be a farmer. He didn't want to get his hands dirty. <laughs> we would go out in that garden and do everything, you know. And and we talked about everything. So anyway, but that'll be a separate story. No, that's that's good. I mean, we just having a conversation. So basic. So really, when I I'm hearing, I'm thinking. So Aunt Ed was like a sharecropper because that wasn't yeah, her well, land. Well, uncle, her uncle Jim, common common law husband. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He 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 couldn't read and write, and he worked the farm. And he took her in because she was married to a guy that she stabbed and was going to put her in jail. What? And that's why Mama took me to Aunt Ed because she thought that Aunt Ed would change her ways about stuff. They took her out of the city of Martinsburg, bought her uh-huh. to this farm. And uh, it did settle her down until weekends they had parties. And that's another story. But anyway. Well, you know, <laughs> there were some good parties going on at 5707, too, back in the day. I quite remember. Uh, so the Jacksons never had a problem with the party in there. We like, and to this day, we like the party. That's right. We well, like I the party. actually started with Judy and Fonda in Charlestown. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That is funny. So what are your memories are of your father? Well, I tell you what, I have so much respect for my dad. Uh but I find wow. myself, there's only one thing that I didn't like that, two things I didn't like that he did. He used the N-word. 
And I never understood why he would say derogatory things to us. And then the other thing was he liked to fuss. I mean, fuss about anything. And I find myself, I don't use the N-word, but I find myself fussing. <laughs> and a lot of y'all fuss. say that. <laughs> and, and, and Uncle Donnie was famous for calling us niggas now. Right. Right. He, right. he was famous <laughs> for calling us niggas. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I think that I was like, good. I remember thinking something well, like, y'all think y'all yeah. hurt me? My uncle calls me nigga. He's been called me a nigga before. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm not really y'all. like hurt. <laughs> well, Donnie's story is a long story. Donnie and I were Donnie and I were the closest of any of my siblings. Uh, and then uh, Karen, uh, because Karen came to Aunt Ed and she was a baby shit. She was six months, four months old. Mm-hmm. And then Mickey, wow. Mickey was four years older than me. Wow. And he was so gifted, athletic and everything else. And say so he had special food, eating and stuff. And we, <laughs> we used to, so Wheezy, Donnie and I used to hang out bosom buddies. <laughs> wow. Because I was going to ask, so where was, so Aunt Linda is before Uncle Mickey. So how was, you know, with the Aunt Linda, Uncle Mickey, my mom, you, then Uncle Donnie, how was that dynamic? Well, so you have to divide the Jacksons up in probably three categories. From Catherine down to Teeny, they were bosom buddies. And then from Mickey, from Linda, down to me we're bosom buddies. The only difference was Mickey's four years older than me. Linda would have been six years older than me. Yeah. And as a child, I can remember it so vividly, you know. Um living in the house, see Kath, when I remember, I can I can go back to four years of age. And I can remember wow. that curtain we had upstairs that separate mama's bed from my bed and Donnie's bed and Mickey's bed. <laughs> and Weezy was in the back room. Wait, wait, wait. in the back room. And I can remember so vividly. Then I think about, uh, I used to tell people not going to college, there's nothing I've never seen on a female. And that's not right. disrespectful. Oh, because it was, you can't. I mean, when you say all them sisters, there's only a curtain no separating your parents' room from everybody else. I mean, we, we had bath. Every Saturday, we took a bath. Uh-huh. I can tell you that bath water went through a lot of bodies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Very, I'm sure. Very careful to make sure the girls was private from us as boys. But you know, Donnie was frisky. I wasn't, and Mickey was very respectful. <laughs> but, but we used to peep and do all the other stuff. You know, what I'm <laughs> especially. With that potty that we had upstairs. <laughs> oh my lord! We had to. Oh, that's another story. It was in open take, space. The boys had to take that chamber pot out every morning. <laughs> oh lord! What? <laughs> oh, I love it though. So, so what's so? Explain that. What is that? Chamber what is this pot? Is a place that she did your business. Now, only people could do the business is the girls at night. So, if the if the girl had to go to the bathroom, number one and number two, there was a a pot. Mm-hmm. A pot was probably what you say, Mickey? a bucket. A bucket. bucket, yeah, yeah, with a handle. And you sat down and do your business, and if you had a number two, Daddy made us take it immediately out to the the. Uh, uh, oh the, wow! We used to call that place. Well, yeah, and then and if and then if not every every morning, us boys had to take turns of dumping that thing out of the outhouse. Wow! Oh, wow! Wow! <laughs> yes. 
That's it's, so. Uh, even Uncle Mickey and his specialty, he still had a. You had to dump the. Um... Uh, yeah, but uh, I think there's some things that we don't need to discuss in detail on this, on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys want to know everything, but can you imagine all of us? Linda was two years older than me, and we were pretty close. Linda and then Luigi was right after me, and and Bud being four years back. So one of the bad things was, you know, when I went away to school, I left, and uh, it was four years later before uh, Bud came to Marshall. So that four-year gap didn't give us much of a time to, to to spend, but we did get to spend quite a bit of time in Huntington, West Virginia. Yeah. Now that's yeah. interesting. Now, were you all in college at the same time? No, Mickey, Mickey, Mickey. When I came to Marshall as a freshman. Mickey had graduated with doing with your student teaching. Yeah, four years when you're doing oh, student that's teaching. Right. Yes, I was doing my student teaching in September uh, because I had to come back to, to get that done. And I graduated in January, and then I the principal hired me full time. Uh, okay, let's go back to the let's go back to uh, Harpers Ferry to Huntington. So you were a senior in high school. I guess you were this outstanding athlete. Marshall, someone from Marshall saw you, came to Hoppus Ferry, took you away. I mean, yeah, I, what I happened there? Varsity football was my key to college, but I only played two years. I was a two-year letterman, uh, team captain my senior year in 1962, all-conference uh-huh. first team. Uh, All-state first team in 62, my senior year. Uh, West Virginia sports great. Uh, I played basketball as well, three-year letterman in basketball. And made all section mm-hmm. all by state conference. Track was also a, 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 I, my individual uh, uh, my individual sport in track was the broad jump. They call it long jump now. And I mm-hmm. remember now two years I had to drive with my coach to Charleston, West Virginia, where the state championship track meet was held. And I won the championship with the long jump two years in a row, 1962 and 1963. And, Congratulations. Uh, awesome. But it was it was football that was my ticket to college. And I almost lost that because, you know, there was – you know, there's no way we can avoid this, uh, uh, talking about this, but that my senior year in high school, we were rolling along undefeated, and uh, it was uh, in October, getting ready for homecoming, and I faced one of my most life-altering obstacles that you can ever imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I was uh, finally got this uh, beautiful girl that agreed to go to homecoming with me. And my mother uh, agreed to take me to Charlestown to buy a suit the week before. Wow. This was Tuesday prior to homecoming. And uh, mm-hmm. to do that with only one car in the family, either she or I had to get up and take my father and my cousin to work and bring the car back. Then we'd go shopping. And... Uh, I'm pick them up in the evening. Well, I'm usually the one up. I didn't get up that morning. My mother got up, took them to work, and actually, they did not make it to work. That was the mm-hmm. scene of the 
horrendous uh, accident. Tractor trailer ran head on into them in Halltown, West Virginia. Killed my mother and uh, my cousin and my dad were hospitalized for, oh, several months trying to recover. Wow. And I thought that was the, actually the end of the world for me because, uh, you know, my mother was everything Mm -hmm. to me. And and I knew that just then my my older brother, four years older than me, was in the service. And uh, I just felt like at that point I needed to quit school, get a job full time and help support the rest of my youngsters in the family. Mm -hmm. And Big sister. But what happened though? Big sister came in and she. That's right. Which one? The general. Which one? Catherine. The general? The general. Oh, wow. The general. I'm about to cry. This is some good stuff. No, you won't. No, you won't. You will not do that. And uh, because of her and the uh, uh, older sisters, actually, Margaret at that time was married to Smelly. And and, uh, of course, Lorraine was married to, to Dopey. And they were in the service, and they, of course, during breaks, they would come home and stay with the family and keep the family together uh, so that I was able to finish high school. And uh, then, uh, you know, of course, behind me was Louise and Bud, Donnie, and Karen. So um, I finished high school, and Louise, actually, the choices you had in Harpers Ferry after high school, you either go to the service, go to college, or go to D.C. and get a government job. <laughs> you have to reach your Paul and I chose to go to college. My That's right. My brother went to the service. Linda went to D.C. Uh, you know, you know, Catherine went to college. Margaret went to college. Lois went to college. And Louise uh, was the D.C. She spent 42 years in the U.S. Army, I think. And uh, we went to yep, her. Yep, she did. Went to she her did. retirement ceremony. And uh, uh, I, I, uh, I went to Marshall. And, of course, that was the thing that the, the community in Marshall, of course, wrapped their arms around me. And the uh, team fellowship that I had with the football team there just kept me going. And I just said that uh, – there was something that I needed to do. I needed to get it accomplished and, and do this for my mother. So wow, that could have gone either way. Very, very close to a life altering event. But uh, I, <clears throat> no, that scholarship meant everything to me. And I didn't have to pay a nickel to go to college, got my degree and uh, went on into teaching and coaching. What was your um, major? My major was uh, uh, history. And uh, the second major was physical education. Actually, uh-huh. uh, my first uh, choice as a career was a professional football player. You know, I signed this contract with the Buffalo Bills. And uh, I was looking for some big money. I did <laughs> <laughs> Big money. Big money. Yeah, tell, tell them how much that big money was. Well, just to sign my name. You know, just to sign my name on the contract. They said gave me $500. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> $500. And, and my contract, actually, to play 10 games was uh, uh, $25,000. Wow. So I was set because, mm. you know, my teaching contract was only $5,000 a year, but professional football at that time was paying me twenty five. So I was 
Dang, that's probably somebody's weekly check. Ready Damn. to go. It worked out all summer long. Went to Buffalo and went to camp and uh, was there. My professional career lasted uh, 10 full days. <laughs> 10 full days. Uh, we had camp at a, at a motel on the outside of Buffalo, New York. And uh, everybody, all the players had their own motel room. I had a team with a player from Texas. But uh, I noticed when I first got there, the players were kind of uh, hesitant to go back to the room after practice. And I found out later that, you know, they, the light that's on your telephone in your room, when that light comes on, it says there's a message at the front desk. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen so many grown men walking down the hall with their playbook crying. Uh, that light comes on and says, please report to please report Grim to Reaper and come. 322 and bring the playbook. <laughs> but mm -hmm. uh, I I I, uh, I could have uh, uh, gone to Canadian Football League, but I was student teaching away from getting my degree, and I felt like I needed that, and I owed that to the family to to get my degree. And I went back in September, did my student teaching. That's all I needed to to graduate, and after I graduated in January, it so happened that the uh, the teacher uh, that had five problems of democracy class, a map fell off the wall and severed her Achilles. What? She was she was out for the rest of the year. I mean, it, all it did was just it just broke the uh, her, her foot there. She couldn't walk. And uh, she was out the rest of the year, and the principal immediately offered me the job. So I started my first job teaching five seventh of democracy classes. And uh, wow. I helped the track coach uh, with the track team. And the next year, I went to Huntington High School and uh, coached football. The uh, sophomore team, junior varsity team, was there for two years, and then I went back and coached the Marshall. Okay. Okay, but uh, now, Uncle Buddy, tell us about your high school uh, experiences at Hoppers Ferry High School. Well, you all heard about Uncle Mickey's experience, so I'm coming four years later. So they thought that I was going to be Uncle Mickey. So they learned real quick I couldn't do the broad jump. I was a, I lettered four years in in basketball, football, and track. And uh, I always had a good role model to look up to. That was him. Because they always had Mickey on a pedestal because of his athleticism and his kindness and his gender. And, of course, the Jacksons always were on a pedestal. So I had it pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. Let me just go and walk on this red That's car. Right. Just been laid down. Ball. And then, of course, Donnie been a year, 18 months younger than me, except say two for discussion. We were two grades apart. He he followed me. And then, of course, Donnie got to the point that he didn't want to do anything that Mickey did and sure wasn't going to do anything that I did. And he was his own person. So that's another story. Mm -hmm. But in Huffman so, High School, I was, uh, I was acknowledged as the, the most gifted athlete as a senior and I had a lot of other accolades but not to the level of Mickey so I had a choice 
I had a choice of going to Potomac State, which is a community college in Cumberland, Maryland. Shepherd College wanted me to play basketball, or I decided to go to Marshall. I was going to go to Marshall and play football. And I decided after I got there that my commitment and my talent was no near those guys. So I decided to set out, and unfortunately, two years later, we lost 75 people on a tragic plane crash, uh, of which Uncle Mickey was a coach, of which uh, most of his guys were sophomores, which I came to school with. And uh, so that's another story in itself. And it's coming up to our 50th anniversary this November the 14th, be 50 years that 75 people lost their life at Marshall University in Huntington, West Virginia. Yeah, they're going to have a special uh, luncheon and a, a special ceremony for that. Uh, well, each year uh, after the plane crash, there's a memorial fountain right outside the student union on campus. And on November the 14th, regardless of what day it is, they have a ceremony with the keynote speakers and uh, all the football players, current football players and students together. And uh, they have a ceremony honoring those 75. And, and family members from the 75 people show up and they place a rose right on the foot of the fountain each year. So the water is turned off in November 14th each year. And then during the spring game uh, in April, uh, there's another ceremony that they turn the water back on the fountain. And one of the sad things about that ceremony is that, you know, you're there and you remember those folks and they're so close to so many of them. And then when that last drop of water hits the ground and it just feels like you're reliving that plane going down again, all over again. It, uh, everything mm -hmm. turns solid for me and uh, I just have to, you know, bow my head and pray. Because I was supposed to be with that team. On Tuesday of the week of the East Carolina game, I traded places with another coach on the staff to go to Penn State. We had one more game remaining against Ohio University, and they were playing at Penn State. So my defensive line coach and I left Friday after practice, drove to Pennsylvania State College, uh, got up the next morning, scouted the game, and in the car, driving back to Pennsylvania Turnpike, reviewing our numbers, a pretty good game plan we could put together to beat Ohio University and all of a sudden we hear on the radio there's a plane crash in Huntington and they keep coming back and finally realize it's the Marshall University football team mm, chartered plane and that plane had right. we traveled with about right. 50 players and the coaching staff and athletic director uh, uh, admissions director and the plane had seats that could accommodate 75 people, of course. They sold the people that wanted to travel with the team. So our team doctors bought a seat for the wife. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, you have a family of orphans. Dr. Hagley, I know, left three kids behind, mm. he and his wife. And, so that was, you know, it was a, wow. it's a situation that hit a cross section, not only the university, the community, but across town. I recall going to one funeral after another right. from uh, West Virginia to Virginia, down through uh, Georgia, Tennessee, uh, Alabama. 
and just one right after another. What a tragedy. Oh. Wow. Now, kind of changing changing the subject a little bit, we've heard various stories about, I guess, the uh, sisters when they were dating, things, you know, things like that. You know, the, um, they would have to entertain you guys by putting quarters into a TV to, I guess, have you guys watch TV in the other room while they were, you know, hanging out with their boyfriend. Significant others. Yeah. So we just wanted to get some clarification on that, you know, fact check. And the man's. Well, I know that I didn't spend very many quarters. I put very many quarters in that machine. <laughs> I watched a lot of TV. And we got a free TV. It was free as far as we could. I was concerned. I didn't watch a lot of television, and uh, there were quarters available. Um, and I think they came from Uncle Nort. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. Easy, most well, of them came from Uncle yeah. Noah. Until until Uncle Junie figured out how to jig the machine. Exactly. And I can remember <laughs> Uncle Junie had us uh, he figured out a way that we didn't have to put no quarters in it that until the man came to collect uh, his quarters in the machine what, hey, and there weren't anything in the box. That, 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 that ruined that story. Yep. <laughs> it was two quarters in there. He was using the same quarters over and over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? I know that's right. Wow. Okay. So, I guess um, we also heard stories about you guys. I guess going to Aunt Kay's in the summertime, spending summers there. Could you guys kind of give us a little bit of your memories on? I guess going to visit your other uh, brothers or your other brother or sisters. Um, like you know, during the summertime and things like that. Oh yeah, what a wonderful summer! I mean, I, I, my summer after my senior year, actually, I stayed in Charles and uh, Harper's Ferry and worked for the uh, State Department Highway Patrol and and uh, Charlestown. And uh, after that, I stayed in uh in 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 Huntington because the football coach there got us all jobs that were playing paying fifteen dollars an hour. So those are good good jobs and midnight shifts and the breaks that I had during the summer were great because I could come back to Washington D.C. and I could spend time with Linda. And I could spend time on Kay and Uncle Nord. I tell you, it's unbelievable. I tell you what, my big sister did. I had uh, came back and I must have complained about catching that train. I had to catch a train in Harpers Ferry and go from Harpers Ferry mm. to. Washington, D.C., Union Station, Union Station to all through, down through Virginia and now White Sulphur Springs and Charleston and to Huntington, to get to Huntington. That's how I traveled to Huntington my first wow. two years. But then after hearing me complain a little bit, my sister, after she um, bought her first car, which was a 1954 Chevrolet, and I had it for a few years. Uh, she surprised me one summer with a 1954 Chevrolet that I could drive back to Marshall. And man, you talk about big man on campus. What? <laughs> okay. <Right. laughs> 
Yeah. That sounds like an extension yeah. of them special meals you used to get. My, yes, sister, me. my sister really uh, <laughs> took care of me. And uh, that car on campus and uh, other activities are really attracted to a lady that I've been with for 50 years called Linda, Linda Curry. <laughs> <laughs> she likes uh, she like to take rides out to uh, Ritter Park with me, and, uh, <laughs> and we'd have a cold drink. Go ahead in the car. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah. Now, now my um, take my take on Aunt Kay is Aunt Kay took she took everybody that I know in our family under her wing. And the only one that would be an exception would be in Karen. And because of Karen coming so late in life and everything going on. But I can remember that Aunt Kay, when she graduated from college, I think she took a job, Leesburg or somewhere in Maryland. And uh, she came back and she always took Donnie and I and Wheezy to D.C. to go to the zoo, Smithsonian Institute. Riding on the riding on the trolley cars, and I can remember this story to this day. Donnie and I are two years apart. Catherine had the three of us, Wheezy, Donnie, and I on the on the, on the trolley car. And I don't think Donnie was holding on again. He was a frisky guy. He was holding on to uh, this <laughs> on K's skirt. Mm-hmm. And the next thing I know, Donnie got off the train because he had a different woman's skirt. And we looked and trying to find what? We were We were like four or five years old, okay? <laughs> and so we finally caught up with Donnie. But Aunt Kay's thing is, uh, she was a, a gift. She was an angel sent from heaven. And uh, she took the role of the oldest to heart. And we called her general mm-hmm. because people in our family been in the military. They She acted like a journalist. She wanted to boss and tell you. She ran everything. She ran it. She but she it. had the heart of yeah. gold. You know, she shared everything. And poor Uncle Nort, whether he liked it or not, he had to go along with it. And uh, it was just a beautiful thing. So uh, my I, I when I graduated from, high, no, I was a junior in high school. I worked at Lorton Reformatory in D.C. jail for a summer. Catherine got us that job. Catherine was good at getting people jobs. And I stayed with them. I stayed with them that summer. Jobs, cars. And it was just an eye-opener, you know, going from Hoppers Ferry to Washington, D.C. She introduced us to Duck Pen Bowling. Never forget as long as I live. Before we went bowling, she mm. would set up an apartment, duck pens in the hallway, so that we would go to the bowling alley and not embarrass us. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> She's like, I ain't about to have right. no kids. So it was, it was a good experience. So, be... I can't say anything but good things about Aunt Kay. I miss her dearly. And uh, and I just try to... Uh... Yeah. I just try to be like her. Yeah. Beautiful woman. Yeah. So, so speaking of the sisters and RK and them kind of um, taking the lead. And um, since this is titled the family reunion podcast, and in all of the episodes we've discussed and talked about the very first (laughs) family reunion in 1975. 
So what are you all's <laughs> memories of that? Like in terms of <laughs> how you were notified of it? How'd you get there? What, well, what, I guess let me, start. I, I, let me start. You want to start? Okay. I think Mickey had con Mickey had contact uh, Teeny and, and, and Mag were living in Fort Bragg, North Carolina because her husband was in the Army. I think okay. Mickey had contact okay. Mag or Teeny said he's coming. I didn't know anything about it. I called them and said, I'm coming. Next thing I know, every all the Jackson were coming. Okay. <laughs> and uh that's how that's how Got that's it. my memory of it. Yeah, I was uh 1975. I was uh, uh the backfield coach at Ohio State University and we only had uh only about twenty-five days at uh off during the summer. And uh, during that time we either catch mm. up on some of the schools that we were responsible for scouting. We had to catch up on recruiting and uh, also mm-hmm. have a little family time. And that's why I contacted uh, my sisters to let them know that that's the only time I could get away. And and then uh, they agreed uh, oh. to, 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 to a date and we went down. We had a wonderful time. And everybody a just... Wonderful time. I tell you, I was introduced to a rotisserie turkey and never had it in my life. Uncle Dopey, Teeny's husband, on Teeny's husband, he had a, a, a pretty inexpensive grill that we we laughed at. It. <laughs> and he had a, he had a rotisserie turkey on it. He said, "Oh shit, eat this turkey." <laughs> Lord knows, I tell you, but that turkey came off that Y'all. rotisserie, and I tell you, it was unbelievable. Uh-huh. You know? And it, we had all kinds, they had activities between Aunt Mag's house and Aunt Teeny's house. And then being at Fort Bragg, which is a arm, big army and air force base, they had activities for us after the hours to do things. Uncle Yu, which is Aunt Mag's husband, and Dopey took us into being out, you know, and you know, we, we had a great time. Then they said they because they talked about we oh we talked about how they had these infamous well, we had softball every, we had games and activities. Well, I, this the, this right. this is what so I how, tell Sherry and which who is Margaret and Stephen's sister Sherry and Michelle. I took them to their first concert, but they don't agree with it. I took them to see Gladys Ooh. Knights and the Pips at the uh, at the Coliseum and in, in uh, Durham North and then Durham in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Uh, and uh, they say that they don't remember it, but I remember it very vividly because that was one of the times I was traveling solo. And I never traveled solo, but that particular time I was traveling solo and uh, I had a lot of time on my hands. So, and I, I took them out because they kept complaining about the fact that they've never been to a concert. So, so, you were the you were the because I my fond memories of Uncle Buddy. I always, I mean, I, I remember like going and visiting you in um, yeah. California, and whenever you know, it was like whenever you get around, you visit Uncle Buddy, you are gonna have some soul food from somewhere. It's gonna be some ribs. It's it's gonna be like a a, a, yeah. a cheerful time. So I think that so that must have just been that's just been carried on. That's just that was our part of your okay. character. Y'all ever know anything about Aunt Kay? You never, if you never go to Aunt Kay's house and be hungry, Aunt <laughs> Mag was probably the best cook of all the Jackson girls. Yes, she was. And Aunt Mag was probably second to my mother. My mother could make water smell good, mm-hmm. taste good. 
but on mag but we we always ate you know they never drank any alcohol <laughs> good for them <laughs> but uh mm-hmm. we always ate good that's good now i heard a story you know what i'm saying that's uh good. I think, you know, growing up, my dad never would eat chicken. I, he would never oh. eat chicken. And I used to. I used well, you want me to tell you why? <laughs> want me to tell you why? I heard let the story, you, you know what I'm saying? But I want you to, I guess, tell your story. And then. We could... well, it is. It ain't, Abe, there isn't but one story. And I can tell you. Okay. All right. See, Wheezy, which is, we could say Wheezy, Francis, Charmaine, and Deke's mom. Wheezy was probably hmm, 13, 14. And my mother was very good as a teacher. I said she could make water smell good, taste good. And it was Wheezy's turn to fix Sunday dinner. And Sunday dinner always had the pastor of our church, Reverend Jackson, would come in. We couldn't eat after Reverend Jackson, mom and daddy ate. But that was the Sunday that Reverend Jackson wasn't coming and Wheezy was frying chicken. So mama had showed her how to fry the chicken. We all sitting around the table and it's funny because I got to laugh. Your father took his fork and stuck it in that chicken and bloodshot. <laughs> 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 and we rolled and Weezy was crying. And daddy Mm-mm. wouldn't eat no chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's the story I heard. Story, okay. DJ. Okay. So you okay, that's, that's that's factual then. Okay. Yeah, that is. Yes, it is. Yep. And it, and it took him. I don't know if he ever ate any chicken. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I probably wouldn't eat any chicken after that either. If I saw that, that's a serious PTSD right there. But that chicken was so golden brown. We hey. was so free. Freeze was so happy about the fact she served it on this platter, and everybody was, you know, we had all the trimmings to go with chicken, fried chicken. And when Donnie did that, boy, we just ruined it. <laughs> that, that little red stain on his fork. <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. That sounds good. I'm I'm um I'm glad that we were able to get you get you guys on the podcast um to hear these stories because you know like I said we always hear all the lady stories but you know we wanted to you know kind of just hear you guys and just kind of hear your recollection of a lot of events and things that they always talked about. So um yeah. Well, I'll tell you one one of the things about uh I don't know, growing up in our family, there were some basic principles, and I guess you all could pretty much assume and heard all the things that uh, the general was doing and uh, all the other folks, as we had to get along. We had to get along. We had to work with each other. And the basic principles of life, and I think this is something mm-hmm. that's being passed on to you, DJ, you, Charmaine, Marla, you have experienced this. You know that... The mm-hmm. family experience mm-hmm. served as a solid foundation for me and for life success. Because, you know, every day you wake up, you say, Most hey, definitely. I'm not going to do anything that's going to embarrass my family. I'm going to do something that, that makes uh, my family proud. And uh, th- my football experience served as a solid foundation, too, because, you know, life really brings you a, a series of, uh, of setbacks. And you've got to learn to get back up after being knocked down. 
Yeah. And uh, well, that's something that yep. we've never uh, been ever. We we we've had our blows in our family, but we've never stayed down. You got to be back, get back mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. throw yourself back into the fight. And we're all going to face what? challenges in life, and uh, that's something that that I know that those challenges are still. I'm going through a challenge right now, sitting in the house for two a month, six weeks. <laughs> 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 I'm kind of used to it because I've been retired for, for 10 years. But it's, yeah, it's hey, a different the other level. Thing of was that mom and daddy would never allow us to fuss and fight. Mm-hmm. You know, we never had a fight, never had a fuss. We all disagree now, but we never, it was always a manageable right. thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we never had any encounters with each other. <laughs> so. Well, that's good. I mean, and that says a lot because we all, well, I'm sure we all know somebody in somebody's family that has had it. And like you said, I think the keys, Uncle Buddies, that we said that we were able to like, you know, yeah, we listen and have a discussion. Yeah. And either My we daddy, just agree to disagree. Your, your grandfather or not, had a but... PhD with a fourth grade education. Mm-hmm. I mean, there wasn't anything that he could not talk to you about. And my mother was just the she was just so easygoing and compassionate and listening and loving. And it was almost like opposite in some respects, you know, but they would never allow us to fuss and you know, better never use no swear words. <laughs> you know, That's so right. Anyway, but it's all good. I had to sneak right. around and pinch my sisters. <laughs> <laughs> See, Mickey was always mischievous. Yeah. He always I had to smack them when I mean, nobody else was looking. It's you always know? the quiet ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, we definitely. I'm sorry, Marla. Cousin well, Marla, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. Go ahead, DJ. <laughs> it's okay, cousin. I was just going to say, I just want to thank Uncle Mickey and Uncle Buddy again for coming in. I mean, this is a man cave, so that's why I was pretty silent on here just to hear and listen to you guys because, again, like we said, our family uh, is heavily female populated. A lot of times we don't hear from the men who, you know, are our foundation and solid you know, solid members of the family. So I definitely well, we appreciate you. We appreciate you, Marla, because your mother was outstanding. So mm-hmm. outstanding. And I know that I try to help. Mm-hmm. I try to help in raising you because of the uh, uh, many favors that I was given as I grew up. And I'm sorry if I just couldn't stay around. I just had a busy schedule. That's why I seem like I've missed so much of family time because you know, oh when nah. I went to coaching, I, it was seven o'clock in the morning until ten thirty at night. So you, you know, and it wasn't those five day a week; it's seven wow. days. You know, Saturdays committed and Sundays were committed. So I yeah. felt like I've I've lost some family time, but I'd like to make up now. That's why I haven't missed. A, I haven't missed a family reunion. Oh yeah, no. You have because I always remember whenever y'all would come into town, Uncle Mickey, y'all would mm-hmm. stay with us. And I was like, Uncle Mickey, I'll Linda coming, Carrie, William being here, and you know, William and I, we always just say we're your youngest, William, and right. I are like twins, <laughs> just three months apart <laughs> with different moms. So so I def yeah, no, I definitely would look forward to um yep. you all and coming so in. Like proud we go to um so Columbus, of, we go to Ohio. Uh, DJ definitely we're have a good time. Of, uh, 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 Michelle, and uh, uh, it's just uh, yeah, uh, charming included in there. All of our nieces, uh, we just 
you know, you kind of just, uh, you're so thankful for the blessings that we've received. And uh, we appreciate you all uh, continuing Mm -hmm. the relationship, okay? Good. Marla, do you have any uh, Rona ratchetness of the week? Um, well, I think my Rona ratchetness, I'm really punting it to you because I think my Rona ratchetness of the week is in your yeah, lovely state right. of Georgia. <laughs> and that y'all decided to open the, 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 the uh, state back up again. And then yep. one day they y'all had a thousand new cases. So I need Atlanta yeah. and all y'all to slap. Well, they're definitely out there. today. I know that. It was a beautiful day, 80 Just degrees. Say. So I'm getting pictures. Everybody's been out at the park and everything. So yep. we shall see. Yeah, so everybody just stay safe. Right you know, I think this too shall pass. And again, thank well, you. I would, I would yep. like to say and go on and say again that I'm so appreciative of my nieces and nephews. Uh, I see you guys today when I was your age. And you guys are doing so much more than we did, but our sibling, my older siblings mm-hmm. were always there for us. So we always hung together. And I can see and I like the fact that mm-hmm. you cousins are hanging together. And you bring and you bring the Nortons in because oh, yeah. the Nortons Definitely. were and, mm-hmm. and the Nortons were as important as the Jackson. The Smellies would have, but for every reason we never did get to Fairmont mm-hmm. because Uncle You never did really talk about his family. Mm. But we knew Dopey's family, Auntini's husband. We knew Uncle North's family. And uh, I will commend you guys as saying this, you know. Uh, you guys have to continue the legacy in your way. But you have to be mindful of the fact that we are, you're riding on the shoulders of several of your aunts and uncles, okay? Right, definitely, definitely. Well, we definitely appreciate you guys joining. Um, okay, and we, I guess, I'm gonna sign off, Marla. And um, another great episode, Charmy. Another great episode. So, see you next time. Union. All right, love you. All right. Thank, you. thank you. Love you.